two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? You know what time it is. Jesse, what time is it? It's Bitcoin time. No, wait, it's just it, the headers. It's time for motherfucking just the headers. That's right. It's, uh, the Bitcoin Podcast Network's just the headers, man. That's how we do it. I'm chilling here with my boy, Jesse. We're up here trying to give you guys the crypto news. Nah, I mean. Tell them what you're eating, D. Shit. I'm eating, just like I said, popcorn with hot sauce, and it's delicious. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, after some after a long day of travel, you know, I've had a quite nutritious day today. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I had pho, you had pho in the afternoon. I did, bro. I had brisket pho. It was fucking bomb. Wait, the jalapeno was so... I mean... A Vietnamese restaurant. Oh, it's like from. at the airport. No, airport's not that sophisticado yet. Oh. El aeropuerto es no sophisticado. Um, it was delicious, bro. The broth was right there. You put a little bit of that sriracha in there, a little hoisin sauce. Mm, the bean sprouts pop, bro. But you don't put them in and then eat them. You put them in and let them get a little warm, and then you, mm. oh, explodes. Flavor. Do you put the basil hey. in? Oh, of course, bro. But I like rip it up. I shred it up. So I get that nice, fresh, earthy flavor with my shit, bro. Because that's how you do it. You know? What about the lime? Do you squeeze the lime? Of course you squeeze the lime. <laughs> of course, bro. You squeeze the lime in there. Uh-huh. You throw them jalapenos in there. So if you're really feeling froggy. You can ask for a fork and knife and dice up those jalapenos and put them in there and let them sit for about three minutes. Whoa. Fire, bro. What Fire. about the hoisin sauce? Do you use that? Of course. Of course. What about sriracha? Of course. Wow, dude. You go all in. <laughs> yes, dude. It, that's the only way to live. That's the only way to live. So. Um, Do you use I chopsticks? Mean, yeah. Of course, dude. You act like gotta, you don't even gotta, know me, Jesse. I gotta, I gotta like, I gotta see this, bro. I use the chopsticks. I yeah. get choppy sticky, yeah. and then I take the little spoon that they give you and I slurp it up. I've never heard anybody say that. I take the chopsticks and get choppy sticky. That's right, bro. <laughs> I get choppy sticky with my shit, and like, what's always bomb is because you'll see, like, if it's your first time engaging in a faux endeavor with someone like myself like uh-huh. what's, this, what's this broad framed <laughs> black man with the wide rim glasses gonna do with that chalk sticks you know and they don't realize i catch flies with my shit jesse i am a chopstick master whoa grains of rice bro i eat just single grains of rice i'll take a grain of rice dip that shit in some soy sauce and eat just with single grain of rice with my choppy sticky skills. Wow. Can you catch uh, like a rice kernel if I threw it at you? I, I think I could not do that. You couldn't um, catch it out of the air? I do not think I am capable of that. <laughs> but I do think I am capable of giving it my best effort because that's what champions do. So Damn, you're you're a winner. Mama How was your week? Mama man? didn't raise no loser. <laughs> Bro, my mama raised a straight up pimp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Oh, if this is your first endeavor with the headlines, we talk about the headlines 
occasionally. Jesse, how was your <laughs> how, was, how was your week, bro? My week's been all right. Can't complain. You know, it's been a week. It's over. It's the weekend. Gonna get some. How was that done. professor that uh, the professor that has the let's, his let's, underwear right up in his we've, crack? We've we've moved on. We've moved on past that professor. Oh, you don't even think about him anymore? No, no, I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna ignore him and pretend I am actually not in his class when I go to his class. I'm invisible. I'm a ninja. Isn't that basically like not going to class? You know, it's it's exactly like that, except I actually have to be there. So it's like almost okay. the same thing. Oh, bro, you got a marvelous compliment this week that you didn't even know you got. I, I went into my client, uh-huh. and he was like, yo, I've been listening to your network. And I was like, word, damn, hope I didn't say any dumb shit. <laughs> and then he was like, man, I really like your shows. That Jesse guy, he seems like he's pretty smart. And I was like, I mean, he's like the smartest man on the planet. And he was like, yeah, like, what does he do? And I gave him your background. He's like, man, that is a smart kid. I was like, I don't know if he's a kid. He's a grown-ass man. Like, he's got chest hair and shit. But, uh, stupid me. I mean, no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> you got a compliment from a stranger. He, was, he thought you were a very intelligent guy. So, uh, you're welcome, bro. Thanks, man. I don't know why I said you're welcome right now, just then. But I don't know either. I'm just going with it. Why don't you take the article? Because I'm about to eat a, a handful <laughs> of popcorn hot sauce. Okay. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's dig through the through the time machine that is our headlines that have somehow gotten stuck. Um, we're going all the way back to October 6th, and that scroll wheel action is me scrolling back time. All right, here we go. Turn back the hands of time. What is this article? All right. Uh, okay, we're not going to do that one. What it's like being CIO of a crypto fund. So Jeff Dorman, a partner at crypto asset management firm. Well, Jeff Dorman wrote an article about himself. On Word? Desk. Oh, it's an opinion piece. Uh, let's not read that. All right. Um, what about this here? This is a featured article. Sharia gold bugs. Is it Sharia or Sharia? Sharia. Okay. Sharia law. Okay, how ISIS created a currency for world domination. Rachel what? Rose O'Leary. Huh? ISIS like the terrorists? Yeah, yeah. So here we go. See, you're already interested. So as Isla- uh, Islamic State, ISIS, sought to dominate large parts of Syria and Iraq, it used a subtle weapon to go with the car bombs and suicide attacks. Money. Jupe Cologne. That was the weapon. Jupe Cologne? Never mind. It's a bad joke. Go on. Okay. Uh, the self-declared caliphate aimed to unify the world under a militant interpretation of Islam. It created a highly efficient, hyper-violent society inside Iraq and Syria, coupled with an economic experiment, what I call ISIS coin. Consisting of 10 coins ranging in value from nearly $1,000 to pennies, ISIS sought to replace U.S., Iraqi, and Syrian banknotes with purpose-built coins backed by the gold, silver, and copper standard. At the time, ISIS was sitting on 34,000 square miles of oil-rich territory. By trading oil using its own currency, the dinar, 
ISIS plan to destabilize the U.S. economy by forcibly decoupling the dollar from the oil business, the petrodollar system, which ISIS refers to as America's Achilles heel. The dinar? Mm. Is it dinar or dinar? Uh, I think it's dinar. Okay, we're going to go with that because I don't know. It's dinar. It's dinar. Okay, the dinar was modeled on coinage from a medieval Islamic empire named the Umayyad Caliphate, the leader of which, a man named Abd al-Malik ibn Marwan, issued coins to economically connect Muslims who were scattered across the Middle East. In 2015, the dinar was made, or the dinar was made compulsory for civilians living under ISIS control. At its peak, ISIS controlled 10 million people across Iraq and Syria, making the ISIS dinar among the most ambitious economic experiments in modern history. While living in the autonomous Rojava in northern Syria, I met with an ISIS prisoner, Mohammed Najjar, in a facility operated by the Syrian Democratic Forces in northern Syria. Najjar refused to be photographed or filmed. He was nervous about my sound recorder and asked me not to publish his name in fear for uh, in fear of repercussions from the jihadist group muhammad najjar is a pseudonym najjar worked in oil isis's most lucrative export and the heart of the dinar experiment he laughed as i placed a silver durham down on the table in front of him it's a wide coin about a centimeter in diameter it is decorated with arabic calligraphy a verse from the hadith that praises hard work and charity in islamic state this was a failure, he said, grinning. It didn't work. In a 2015 propaganda film announcing its release, called The Return of the Gold Dinar, ISIS's monetary experiment is described as a sequel to the 2001 attacks on the World Trade Center and a new weapon in an all-out war against the U.S. economy. You've seen the documentary, right? Najjar asks with a twinkle in his eyes, adding, The plan was to destroy the global economy. The sales pitch. Najjar joined ISIS in October 2013, months after its formation. With a background in petroleum studies, he spent his days working among oil fields, the heart of ISIS's economic strategy. Controlling many oil-rich areas in Iraq and Syria, ISIS had a lucrative business in selling oil to neighboring clients, including Damascus, the Iraqi government, and Turkish-backed rebels, in which, according to my source, would then smuggle the oil into Turkey. It was the boom, Najjar said. The Islamic State was making about $60 million a month. The problem for ISIS was that all that trade was executed in U.S. dollars. So in spite of the group's declared war on the U.S. hegemony, its economy was actually facilitating U.S. dollar dominance. That's some funny shit. So this is a really long story. It's very interesting. And then they talk about um, using the gold dinar um, and then basically the ISIS dinar wasn't just a money grab. It was also an attempt to create an economy based on Islamic principles. And then if you read through this article, which um, we can link in the uh, show notes description, it talks about how the, the dinar failed, but what the idea was behind it. And uh, I guess, let's see. Would you so, use the dinar? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Would you? Hell no. Not no, but hell no. 
says ISIS lost its last territory to U.S.-backed SDF forces in May. At the time, U.S. forces are said to have collected some $2.1 billion worth of gold, and intelligence officials are hoping to discover more. So apparently mm. there's a lot of gold in the form of mm. these gold dinars. And, uh, Hello? Yeah. Good for them. What's that have to do with crypto? Why is this guy writing an opinion piece about I ISIS? I don't know. I was, I'm looking for the crypto connection here, but I don't actually see it. I think he's bored. Huh? All right, my turn. You ready for this shit? Go for it. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. But are you ready? Nicholas Day, bro. He says SEC halts Telegram's $1.7 billion unlawful token issuance, man. That's a lot of money. But I don't even need to read this article to let y'all know. Companies can't issue currency. Governments can. And public blockchains, also known as the only one that matters, Bitcoin, can. Other things can't. Let's just stop with all this private blockchain bullshit. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. It's not going to work. All right, next article. <laughs> okay. I'm serious, man. It's just not going to work. You're basically issuing a security. You're basically issuing stock. Ooh, just go through what? the normal routes. Here's a topic that came up in the news uh, over the past week. Ether is going to be declared a commodity, and then there's going to be futures contracts levied on top of that. What do you think about that? I think that's sexy, and I think it makes sense because Ether is the crypto oil. It's the oil, Bitcoin's gold, Litecoin's silver. Of course it's a commodity. You use it to fuel a smart contract, a.k.a. program, a.k.a. automated transaction environment whatever fancy words you want to use but you have to have ether to use it just like you have to have oil to make fuel it's a commodity hmm. you should see my face audience when i'm making this it? face do you agree with it running alongside other real world commodities like, is that absolutely was what's not real about it it's not it's not real it's not like physical it's not what do you like, mean it's uh, not real? It's not like, like, for instance, let's see, what's a, what's a good commodity? Let me ask you this. Riddle me this. Riddle me this, Batman. Iron. Are you yeah. listening to my voice or are you listening to ones and zeros? I'm listening to your voice. As interpreted by ones and zeros. Correct. Are those ones and zeros real or are they fake? They are real because I can hear your voice. They're a very real abstraction, but I can't grab the zero. I can't grab the one. But all inside my computer, it's crunching numbers to interpret my voice as data in your ear. Sure, but I don't use Ethereum like to communicate. And I wonder if like, the oil is only as good as the amount of equipment that takes it. Yeah, and, but that's and, an, it's and an, the use that you get out of it. Me. Like if, if you could buy like a like a solar powered lawnmower versus a gas powered lawnmower. Then the price of oil goes down, right? Because there's gonna be more of a demand for No. 
that price of oil stays up because you need oil to make the plastics that go into the solar panel. Yeah, but like, what's what's the point of Ethereum if like another, I don't know, say EOS takes over? I don't know, something else. Here's the thing. I would I would argue. I guess what I'm getting at, like I'm kind of doing it in a roundabout way. I would argue that like Bitcoin has already. Is it ranty out. time? It's point. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like not big ranty time, but like little little ranty time. Okay. That could be your you, that could be your rapper name, Jesse. My name is Lil Ranty. I like to keep it fancy. <laughs> Can you? you you're supposed to. Lil Ranty huh? time. Hey, my name's Lil Ranty. Hey. I can't keep. I like to keep going. it fancy. That's all I have. That's no. all I have. I no, I like to throw words back and forth. I call it banty, not banter. Don't speak false or I will call it slander. Oh, oh. my name's Lil Ranty. It's your turn now. I think you deserve the name after that. No. No? Okay. My, right, my rapper name is Black Sauce. Okay. Uh... <laughs> You're not even going to touch that one, huh? You're like, okay, I believe it. We're not going any further with that. You know, there's a All rapper. Right. What's his name? Hoist? Hoist? No. What's his name? Hoist and Sauce? His name is like Hoist. Hoist. Hoist something. It just reminded me of Black Sauce. I thought Hoisin or Soy Sauce. Yeah. But... Black Sauce is actually my gamer tag. B-L-A-Q-S-A-U-C-E. Black Sauce. Oh. Yeah. Okay, on to the next article. Visa, MasterCard, eBay, Stripe, follow PayPal, and quitting Facebook's Libra project. So this is two articles in a row reading about how private blockchains are getting the axe by governments. This one's not getting the axe. The political pressure, though, is like MasterCard and Visa were like, whoa, we're sorry, bro. We know our lane. We're just payments processors. We're just middlemen. We don't want to issue currency. That's crazy. So they all backed out. Here's a quote. MasterCard has decided it will not become a member of the Libra Association at this time. We remain focused on our strategy and our own significant efforts to enable financial inclusion around the world. That's bullshit. We believe there are potential benefits in such initiatives and will continue to monitor the Libra effort. So what they basically said is like, yo, this kitchen's too hot. I got to get about this bitch. They left the kitchen. They're going to wait till it cools down. There's much better uh, AC to provide better cooling in the kitchen. And then they're going to get back in the kitchen. What do you think, man? You think Libra can survive in a Bitcoin world? No, no, it cannot. I wonder if there's like a... Huh? We are living in a Bitcoin world. No, that's lame. That's real lame. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I interrupted you. No, I'm just trying to find an interesting article. Mm. Good luck with that. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? I'm trying to prove um, you wrong. All right. Um, here, let me look and see if I can find one. Uh, I bet you I'll find an interesting one before you do. Okay. Coinbase gets its e-money license in Ireland, expanding the European foothold. Ha, told you. I, I fucking told you, Jesse. Uh, so Coinbase is going global, bro. 
Coinbase is all over the map, and right now they're in Ireland. So Coinbase is basically going to be the bank of the future. Can you do an Irish bank? accent? Ireland. Like you Coinbase is be an Irish banker, and I'm going to be like, "Hey, Irish banker, can I get my Bitcoin?" And then, then you go. Yeah, and I say, "Yeah, of course you can get your Bitcoin. How much Bitcoin would you like?" I would like uh, all all of the Bitcoin. Oh, hold hold on now. I don't think I can get you all of it, but I think I can get you a good amount. How much do you like? Maybe like one. Okay. Well, how many potatoes do you have? I don't have any that's potatoes. What, that's what we use as currency here in Ireland. Ooh, damn, that was racist. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ireland. I'm sorry to your whole country. I know you guys don't use potatoes as currency. That was fucked up. I apologize. Just imagine living without potatoes. You couldn't even do it. I couldn't, bro. I had some french fries last week with some spicy honey that blew my shit open. (laughs) Like, actually? Like, have you ever? No, not actually, (laughs) Jesse. That's disgusting, and you should be ashamed of yourself for that low brow humor. You're above uh, that. But I don't think I am. <laughs> have you ever had jalapeno infused honey? Uh, no, I have never had that. But I've had jalapenos and I've had honey separately. Bro, I think I'm a foodie, and I think it makes sense. Okay. I think it makes sense. I think like younger chubby me has grown up into a person that has an extreme extremely precise palate and a, and a deep understanding of cuisine. Whatever happened to those hot dogs yeah, you bro. bought last week? Bro, this is what I did. You never took I the made, pictures. Well, that's because it did not look delicious, but it tasted <laughs> delicious. I didn't want to send you like liquid dog food because oh I put my eggs into... I, I, I had the eyed on too low and I put in too many eggs and I didn't let them settle before I started mixing them into the rice. Okay. So it basically looked like liquid dog food. It looked like cat food. I was really upset. <laughs> I know what happens when that happens. It, I was really it upset because like I was like, poop. yeah, it looks really bad, it dude. It looks like really a... It bad too, dude. It didn't taste that bad, actually. It tasted no, pretty good. it's bad. It's bad compared to like <laughs> good fried it, rice. Yeah, because the texture... It's You wrong. know, the texture was just the wrong. wrong. And what was funny is like my family just ate it like they just scarfed it down out of respect for me as a human but as i'm eating it i'm like this just is not what i wanted it to be hold up fetty's calling okay hey what's up fam hey you the house yet yeah man i'm at your crew right now cool just making sure good answer oh my bad yeah you're on just the headers right now. I'm putting my watch in the microphone. Oh, yeah? <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Everybody. How was your dinner? Bitcoin podcast. Yeah. How was your, how was your dinner, man? <laughs> it was wonderful. Good night. I will, uh, we're going to be back in like 20, 20, 30 minutes. So. All right, man. Did you, get any appet- right 40 minutes. Did you get any appetizers with your meal? Uh, no, they're good. 
Yeah, but I was asking about your meal. That was very rude. So, All right. No, it was uh, it was uh, big tacos. We had fucking tacos in DC. They were delicious. Did you feed the animal? I fed the animals. The cat. I can't find the cat. So. The cat's outside. Well, how am I going to feed it if it's outside? I know she told me that, but like, oh, so I just put the food in the cat bowl that's outside because yeah, no other. Yeah, but there's no other animals that are going to eat this cat food. They're fucking they cats, dude. They, they know when food comes. <laughs> All right, man. I'll feed the cat. <laughs> All righty. I'll see you soon. Later. And that was a short interview on the street segment with just the headers. Yeah, that was uh, Dr. Corey Petty. I'm chilling his chilling his living room right now. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this show's a shit show right now. Uh, where were we talking about? Oh yeah, in Ireland, they use potatoes as currency. Oh my god, um, right, we're gonna move on. All right, so Bitcoin to shine once liquidity crisis gets triggered. This article was written by Krill Nikolaev. The global dollar shortage is a looming crisis. What the? What's that? Get out of here. All right, it's a looming crisis that doesn't get much media attention. Instead, we keep hearing about the trade war and the seesawing stock market, but almost nobody talks about the biggest problem that overshadows them all. There's a shortage of dollars in the global financial system. China, one of the countries that sorely needs dollars, has been boosting its gold reserves over the last 10 months, according to economist Luke Groman. The Asian giant may be planning to use the precious metal as a neutral reserve asset as a response to the dollar shortage. Odd thing to do in the midst of an acute USD shortage. He quotes an article, or he retweets an article that's by the Financial Times with the headline, China's Central Bank Buys More Gold. On the other hand, the New York Federal Reserve has been keeping the U.S. financial system stable by pumping billions of dollars daily into the repo market. Wall Street veteran Caitlin Long took to Twitter to show how the Fed's balance sheet has suddenly grown while running overnight lending operations. It's official, unofficially. QE4 is underway in all but name. Here is a visual of Fed repo operations. They're not just, they're not quote, just an asset swap, as mainstream argues, since the Fed's balance sheet is growing again a.k.a. losses are socialized to all U.S. dollar holders. So, yeah, I don't know if you guys realize this, but it used to be that the um, the Federal Reserve did repos with, like, more stable um, bonds, but now they're accepting exchange-traded funds that are, like, high-risk securities in terms of, like, mortgage-backed securities from banks for collateral rather than using um, treasury bonds. So this is, like, a on the down low kind of like a pseudo bailout before the big bailout so it's gonna be interesting yeah man i think it's gonna be a shit show i think there's gonna be like a few people that get really rich and i think everyone else is gonna suffer i honestly think we're in a depression right now but they they're so they've gotten so good with words that they're just kind of disguising it you think people are still in 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 jobs though? Like until like the all a bunch of different yeah, man. But look at slashed. look at the look at the fucking okay. Maybe depression is not the right word to use, but like look at the kinds of jobs that are coming up, and look at the 
look at the wages. They stay yeah, the same. Shit. Which means if the wages stay the same, then these jobs are all shit. This is this is these are bullshit jobs, man. And you've got the what the was that article that's been crazy creating this buzz? The top four hundred families paid less in taxes than than like people who make like forty thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, the corporate taxes are kicking in. The ones that actually lower like uh, taxes for the ultra rich. Mm-hmm. Those are those are coming in to fruition versus like the older. So like we 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 had like based on Trump's new tax policies, we had two years of like everybody benefits and we get to save more on taxes, and then I think year three, which is the year coming up is where that kind of that that balance is going to get tipped in favor of large corporations and people with high net worths where they'll be saving more yeah it's really it's really it's kind of whack if you ask me but what do i know i'm just a middle class guy doing middle class things What? Why are you laughing at that, man? That's <laughs> uh, funny. All right. So, uh... I agree. It was... It was humorous. So, um, when, when, do you, uh, when do you think the stock market's gonna crash, and by how much? Uh... I don't know. 20... Into 2021? And by, I don't know, 15, 25%? 2021? Yeah. So in like that's my guess. And change from now. Yeah, it's not gonna look too good. And it's gonna be a fifteen to twenty percent drop. That'd be my guess. Oh. Hmm. That doesn't seem too bad. So, nah, it doesn't. Diversify your bonds, player. Diversify your bonds. Hmm. Do you hear that dog drinking in the background? No, I actually don't. <laughs> it's, it's wild, man, dog. Here's another article. Listen to this. Ripple invests $750,000 to bring XRP to crypto wallet BRD. Mobile wallet provider BRD is partnering with Ripple's XSpring to boost XRP adoption. The company's announced, the company's announced Friday that XSpring would invest some $750,000 to BRD. This is stupid, man. XRP is literally paying for its adoption. Absolutely. Like it's it's just the security that they're acting like it isn't. Absolutely. Man, we live in some crazy ass times, Jesse. If I were old right now, I just want to be done. Wow. You know what I mean? If I were like pushing eighty five or something, I'd just look at the world and I'd be like, look, just. Stop my heart, Lord. Just, 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 depressing. It is, it is kind of depressing when you say it like that out loud. But I mean, like, think about if you're 85 right now, what's 2019 minus 85? Something four, right? Let's do the math so you on would, that. You wouldn't go out with a bang, like, hey, I'm gonna blow my 401k or I don't know. No. Nineteen thirty-four, bro. So imagine you were born in the middle of the Great Depression. You see a resurgence of 
you see a resurgence of the economy. You live through a world war. You live through Vietnam, the Korean War. You live through the, the civil Gulf rights war. movement, the Gulf War. You've lived through all of this. You've Afghan seen war, Iraq war. You've gone from phones oh, with <laughs> ten foot long cables that curl up and and tangle in your hand to having a computer in your palm that you can barely work. You can't text your grandkids. You try, but it's always emojis and you can't figure out why. They had ham radios back then, right? I think they did. You've seen the VHS. You've seen Betamax. You've seen Laserdisc. You've seen DVD. You've seen Blu-ray DVD. You saw the Blu-ray versus HD DVD war, which D unfortunately bought an HD DVD player for his Xbox 360, and then they ended it the very next day, and he was very upset at the purchase. Like you've seen all of that. Wow. And then you look at the world now, and it's like what. You you also saw the first man land on the moon. Moonwalk, right? You saw the first land man. You saw the first man land on the moon, nineteen sixty nine, great year. And then, okay. And another thing, you're in the eighties. By the time the eighties roll around, you're like what? And you're in eighty four. You're fifty years old, and you see this fucking goon on TV named Donald Trump, and you're like, look at this fucking goon. What is he selling? This guy is hilarious. This guy is a caricature. That's what they're really like on Wall Street? Man, this is... And then, later, he's the president of the United States. And you're like, what? How's that even possible? Like, for real, dude. I'd just be like, Lord, take me now. But Reagan was like the same thing. He was like an actor. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine how it felt for them? They're like, really? Tom Cruise is the president now? Right, yeah. Where did we go wrong? I mean, and then they had Kennedy, right? Well, Kennedy wasn't an actor. Kennedy was Kennedy actually was like a politician. No, no, no. Kennedy is their 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 money, their family money came from bootlegging during Prohibition era. Word? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That's bananas. We've only talked about like five articles this week. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Because the articles are very redundant lately. Hmm. Can you imagine making it filthy, stinking rich off of something that was illegal? And then you're like the president. Didn't we talk about this like three weeks ago? Actually, I think I'm, I'm perpetuating a, a rumor because it was rumored that Joe Kennedy, father of President Kennedy, made money smuggling and bootlegging during Prohibition. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, there's abundant evidence that as the end of the Prohibition loomed, Kennedy invested heavily in Scottish distilleries. So Scottish. Hmm. Anyways, let's let's yeah. we should probably get like at least three more articles in here and then call it a day. Sure. Facebook's Calibra is sued by mobile banking app over similar logos. Facebook is trash, but they're not, but they are. Um Tron Stellar join Mouse Belts Blockchain Education Alliance to train student developers. 
shit's weak. Draper backed startup launches crypto domains on Ethereum. This is this could be juicy. This could be juicy. Let's read about this. A startup building domains on blockchain has just launched a dot crypto name registry on Ethereum. Unstoppable domains, a firm backed in May to the tune of four million dollars by Draper Associates and Boost VC said Friday that the new dot crypto extension can be connected to users public cryptocurrency address allowing third parties to more easily send funds doing away with the long complex crypto address for example a bitcoin address will look something like 1b 1 upper b lower v upper b upper m upper s upper e upper y lower s lower t upper w in favor of a more memorable and less mistake-prone domain will simplify cryptocurrency payments and lead to mainstream adoption. Unstoppable Domains has claimed this. The firm's indicated it's already seen a high-level interest in its first domain extension, .zil, with over 100,000 having been sold. The original service was built on the Zilliqa blockchain, hence the .zil domain, and the website content was stored on the interplanetary file system or other decentralized storage networks, the company said at the time. While the new registry is built on Ethereum, it isn't restricted, it isn't restricted to payments in Ether. Uh, Matthew Gold has commented, who is the CEO and co-founder of Unstoppable Domains, we believe that tribalism in the crypto community is slowing down adoption of the technology. Now, crypto is a domain name system meant to be used for any cryptocurrency payment and with any cryptocurrency wallet. Sending money to a dot crypto domain is way simpler user experience for the millions of cryptocurrency users that currently have to copy paste and type in long addresses in order to transact. The firm's blockchain dom- domains. So this is so- this isn't something that's new. This is something that's happened at least three or four times in crypto where somebody tried to shorten that really long alphanumeric and confusing uh, length of string uh, into something that's human readable and easy. Like, for example, on, on Coinbase, uh, they tried to do it, but it was ran through Coinbase's servers. And like my Coinbase address was like coinbase.com slash um, Fergalotti. And you could send money there. And then I also had an open name, I believe, or I think it's open name, where you could type in uh, Bitcoin dot Fergalotti and you could send me crypto through there. So this isn't the first time this has been tried, but this is going to be one of those things that where timing is going to win. You know what I mean, Jess? Where like the the company that hits the timing just right on on adoption and an adoption wave is gonna really strike gold with this idea because nobody wants to type in a how many letters is that one two three four five six times seven what's six times seven thirty five so nobody wants to type in a thirty five to thirty six character alphanumeric oh, string why why do I not know that Six times seven is not thirty-five. What the hell's wrong with you? It's forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah. Your brain, bro. Your brain zapped. We need to lightening this out because you're losing it. No, I'm. I'm, I'm finding some articles to read. I found uh, one uh, two days ago about the IRS issuing its first cryptocurrency tax guidance in five years. 
I've also found another one about. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you see that the IRS is keeping a section on the the ten forty now about you reporting how much cryptocurrency you have? It's what? It's keeping. Uh, the IRS is going to ask you if you own crypto in the ten forty form, which is the most used the most used U.S. tax form. Yeah. The question is, at any time during 2019, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? Nope. The main parts of the form. Did you say no? (laughs) (laughs) I sure as hell didn't. (laughs) But, sir, it says here you have a Coinbase account. I don't even fucking know who that is. It's your first and last name and your birthday. Yeah, that could be anyone. That could be anybody. <laughs> here's, a, here's, a, here's a quote. Taxpayers who file Schedule 1 to report income or adjustments to income that can't be entered directly on Form 1040 should check the appropriate box to answer the virtual currency question. Taxpayers do not need to file Schedule 1 if their answer to this question is No. And they do not have to file Schedule 1 for any other purpose. (laughs) I'm going to write in there, Jesse, I'm going to write in there, what's cryptocurrency? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to write. Hey, Mr. IRS, man, what's a virtual currency? That sounds crazy. Oh man, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, Alabama man accent right there. Hey, it says here under additional income, I'm supposed to say something about virtual currency. What is virtual currency? <laughs> oh yeah, I see that article that you're in now. Yeah. Do you have any accents at all, or do you do, do you just speak Jesse? Uh, I could, but I'm not going to. Okay. Yeah, that's reserved for uh, special parts. Now for our next segment, <laughs> Pillow Talk in the Articles with Jesse and D. <laughs> pillow Talk. Here it is. Let me find this next article. Uh, this next article goes out to Nicole. Nicole, do you ever just wonder sometimes, like, if we're alone in the universe, like, you know, the universe is a big place and like you know, there's lots of planets out there. I'm just wondering if you think we're alone here. Is that how your pillow talk goes, Dizzy? That's typically how my pillow talk goes. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's like you don't think it's weird, Nicole, that like when you look out in like a telescope, how the clusters of galaxies look like Clusters of brain cells. You don't Is think that's Nicole, like one of the article authors? No, no. Nicole's just like I don't know. I feel like it'd be really easy to pillow talk a girl named Nicole. Oh, okay. Like any girl, like named Nicole. Like Nicole's just a any Nicole I've ever known has just been really chill. You know what I mean? Mm. How many Nicoles do you know? I know four. None. Oh, meet one. Dude, they're really chill. Like Nicole, wow. I'd never met a Nicole I couldn't get along with. Wow. Anyways, see, so like, 
it's crazy how like we just breathe, you know, it's like an involuntary response. This isn't the kind of stuff you talk about when you pillow talk, or is it just me? Is no, just... That's, that's that bar is all just you. Okay. I know you just you're probably saying some shit like, "Girl, I'm gonna give you the world. We're gonna we're gonna go on boating adventures, and uh, I'm gonna cook you the best hot dogs, the best <laughs> boar's head, all beef, natural cased hot dogs." With white sticky rice and sriracha. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> you got me. Um, nah. Mostly when I pillow talk, I'm just trying to open a girl's brain up. You know what I'm saying? Just get it wide open. Crack that shit open like a nut. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's pillow talk these next articles. I didn't talk think about uh, talk about eBay huh? and Stripe leaving Libra along with PayPal. We already talked about that. We already oh, talked about that. Talk, talk about. All right. Uh, no, here I got one. I got one. Okay. I got one. T zero back startup seeks SEC approval to launch a security token market. Girl. Uh, this article is written by Danny Nelson. Motherfucker is dapper. A firm. Part owned by Overstock's TC Row is seeking regulatory approval to launch one of the first markets for publicly traded registered security tokens, girl. The Securities and Exchange Commission, also known as the SEC Boo, on Friday released a rule change proposal that would allow Boston Securities and, and Token Exchange uh, to create an automated equity trading platform, girl, with ownership records stored on the Ethereum blockchain. Unlike his 50% shareholder, T0, was, whose own trading platform went live in January and handles security tokens exempt from SEC registration requirements, uh, BSTX um, would list only tokens that are full-fledged public securities, girl. The owner is Box Digital Markets, LLC. So the SEC's 129-page rule change also known as some shit up I'm never going to read ever, uh, was released Friday. Gives an inside look at how the proposed exchange might one day run, girl. And the exchange would back up its ownership records on the Ethereum blockchain. It's just wild. Just blowing my mind. So let's talk about whitelisted addresses and how you feel about them, girl. The exchange's listed tokens would also have to be compliant with the ERC-20 standard with additional security measures in the protocol, boo, uh, that are outlined by three different smart contracts to track ownership, whitelisted addresses, and compliance with regulations. So as with the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ, the two central uh, stock exchanges of Wall Street, BSTX, proposes to only operate during market hours between 9.30 and 4 p.m. T0 had already stuck to these market hours um, the proposed rules for the BSTX platform resemble digital iterations of regulations and rules already in place on traditional exchanges. So basically, boo, what it boils down to is any tokens listed on the platform must have a minimum value of a penny, according to the filing. So, I mean, how you feel about that, girl? 
That'd be one hell of a pillow talk. Be fucking hell of a pillow talk session right there. Shit got yeah. real weird. <laughs> Why'd you just say damn randomly? Oh, I'm looking at uh, <laughs> the Google Stadia. Okay. What? Huh? You're looking at what? Google Stadia. What is that? You know that whole uh, Google's Project Stream, and then the actual. Oh, like the game, the game thing. Yeah, yeah. You think it's gonna be worthwhile? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm just looking at how it works because there's apparently a cryptocurrency article about it. Hmm. Yeah. Let's tell like an, another article and then let's go ahead and wrap it up. I think that was the last article though. It was? Oh yeah. shit, that was the last article. Wrap it tighter than a Jimmy John sandwich, you know what I'm saying? Damn. I haven't had one in a while. I haven't had one either. You want to talk about this article? Which one? Uh, send you it. That one. I want you to talk about the article in your pillow talking voice. Hell no. <laughs> I'm also drinking a legacy IPA. Let me tell you something about IPAs. I think they're disgusting. So you don't actually like what you're drinking? No, but I had a long day. Sometimes you don't have to like what you drink. Let me see. You just got to drink the woes away. Oh. Oh, oh it's oh, it's a can. Oh, okay. Yep. Nope. We're good. Yeah. This guy <laughs> shit Corey drinks. <laughs> Corey drinks some weird beer. Did I tell you about the time we found um in college we found the shittiest beer of all time? Mm-hmm. Like it was in a Walgreens and it was five dollars <laughs> for an eighteen pack. <laughs> wow. I can't even remember what it was called. But I do know that it was the perfect weekend when me and all my roommates got paid. Wow. So we bought 200 of these fucking beers wow. and commenced. Oh, I remember what they were called. Big Flats. Wow. Big Flats <laughs> Ale or whatever it was in Walgreens. And me and Corey and our other two roommates bought 200 of these fucking things. So it's like and we were drinking them. Huh? $50. Yeah, we were drinking them like uh it looked like a fucking bootleg version of um King of the Hill. Like we just go in the backyard and stand around and drink big flats until we were drunk and then we go in and we like <laughs> watch movies. <laughs> it was <laughs> such a weird I don't even know what we got so excited we were like Five dollars for eighteen beers. That means we gotta buy all of them. So then, we, so that's what we did. Big flats. I wonder if it's still around. I'm gonna Google it right now while you go into the final article. All right. So the final article is a little bit of a fear mongering article, um, but we're gonna end with it just because you know that's that's what we do. So the article is entitled. Dow futures rise despite a ticking U.S. pension crisis time bomb. Written by Mm. Ben Brown. So here we go. Let's dive into it. 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average futures climbed higher in early trading Wednesday, pointing to a strong stock market open. But investors have seemingly turned a blind eye to the red warning light at General Electric this week. The company froze its pension plan for 20,000 U.S. employees in a bid to reduce its epic $22 billion underfunded pension commitments. A deeper dive into corporate America's pension black hole reveals a huge weak spot for the Dow Jones Index. Five of the most severely underfunded companies are Dow constituents. Boeing, ExxonMobil, Intel, Procter & Gamble, and Pfizer. The time bomb is ticking. Dow futures leap 200 points. U.S. stock futures rose higher in pre-market trading on report that China is prepared to discuss a partial deal with the Trump administration ahead of Thursday's Washington, D.C. summit. The relief comes after a rocky overnight session. So, GE... So, anyway, we, we found out in earlier news today, I think, that uh, there's a partial deal that's been made between U.S. and uh, China. Uh, China agreed to lessen the tariffs and also increase agricultural purchases. And that led to, like, a 1% to 2%. It's not 2%. It's, like, 1.2 to 1.8% leap on Dow Jones. Anyway, General Electric follows Boeing into pension freeze. So GE announced it would freeze its pension plan for 20,000 employees this week. The U.S. worker uh, workers will see no further pension benefits. It's a drastic move by CEO Henry Lawrence Culp Jr. to shed $8 billion from the company's two, uh, $22 billion underfunded pension deficit. That's crazy. Uh, thanks to a decade of low interest rates and declining profits, General Electric has little option but to slash employee benefits. It comes af uh, five years after Boeing announced a similar pension freeze for 68,000 employees. What the hell? As one Twitter user put it, quote, the people who spent their lives working on and building your company are the ones who now have to pay for your failure to manage it. Perfect. The Dow Jones is packed full of underfunded pensions. You know, there's a, uh, I believe it's like, there's some sort of legislation that says that you only have to fund your pension, like a certain percentage, like 9% or something like that. So they always keep pensions underfunded. Also because it's uh, it's not beneficial for companies to keep that much cash, right? Yeah, um, no doubt. So the Dow Jones is packed full of underfunded pensions. General Electric is not the first to execute pension cutbacks, and they won't be the last. The big question is, who's next? A quick glance at America's most underfunded pensions relieves, uh, reveals a worrying pattern. Two-thirds of them are Dow Jones constituents. As Welts Holger Spatz brought to light, Boeing and ExxonMobil hold the second and third largest underfunded pension commitments. I have to talk to my friend about this. This is interesting. Both are found in the Dow, while Boeing holds the ominous position as the index's heaviest weighting. Uh, the pension crisis in one chart. U.S. comps had $560 billion in underfunded pension liabilities at the end of 2018. According to Bloomberg, GE's $22.4 billion represented the largest shortfall. Boeing second with $15.3 billion pension deficit, Exxon third with $12.9 billion, Lockheed fourth with $12.5 billion, GM fifth with $11.5 billion. So, that's, so what happens? I'm, I'm curious. Have you ever seen The Walking Dead? Uh, no. No, yes and no. I've seen like maybe 10 episodes, but it never really interested me. That happens, bro. So here's a quote. 
Republican Richard Neal, Democratic of Massachusetts. Uh, d these are American workers who had. What did you say? Hold up, Republican, Republican Richard Neal. He's a Democrat from Massachusetts. Huh? That doesn't make any sense. Well, how does it not make any sense? He's a Democrat. He's a Republican. Democrat. You're trying. Fucking Republican Re representative. Bro, representative. Oh my God. You're right. Representative. <laughs> bro, it's getting late. It's getting late. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Thank you. Thank you for calling me out. I, I don't yeah. understand why I did that. It's all good. It happens, bro. It all happens right. to the best of us. I could have and the worst Reverend, of us. Reverend Richard Neal, Democrat. <laughs> yeah. You could have said anything but Republican Democrat. I know. I know. I know. I know. All right. <laughs> so, what are they going to do? So they are facing financial uncertainty at a time when they are often unable to return their fortune. So you're gonna have like seventy year olds that like want to retire and they can't. Pretty much. So when it when it's frozen, what does that mean? They like they can't collect anything. Yeah, dude, that's exactly what it means. Like, hence me saying, yeah, it feels like we're in a depression and they're just lying to us. So wait, wait, let me get this straight. So say I work for like. Boeing for for thirty years, yes. People, and then mm -hmm. I built up. I don't know, like how much how much in four hundred one k do these people have built up? I'd say probably about a smooth one point one million. Okay, say I have one point one million built up. Then what happens if your funds are frozen in a pension? Then you bad. have no money. The one point one million you were expecting to live off of for the remaining twenty-five to thirty-five years you have is no longer available to you because your pension is frozen. Oh, it's about That's about four hundred thousand average. So about four hundred. That's it. K for their. Uh... Yeah, dude. I don't know where you're getting one point one from. I mean, that's what I was told is what you need to retire when yeah, you hit 65. Yeah, that's not what people actually have. Like, have you ever looked at the statistics of the average American? Like, how much they actually have saved? Holy I mean, shit, that's really bad. You yeah. need, like, 1.1 million to retire at 65. You need you need at least a million to retire at 65. Fuck. 400,000? don't have that much. They have, like, 180,000 like to 200-something thousand in a home. And then they have like an extra two hundred thousand in like four one k. Oh, that's tough. So they're all dude. sitting around that's like tough. half a million. And that's that's like, not going to cut like it. The better part of the average. That's like slightly above average. And if this Oof. is like a bell curve. Oh my goodness. But uh, it's rough. That can't be me. No way. That ain't gonna be me. That ain't gonna be me. Besides, I'm cheap as fuck, bro. So I'm real yeah. cheap. It's it's a thing, and apparently, like thirty five percent of Americans, or something like that. Let me let me look at the statistics so I don't get this shit wrong. How many Americans are worried they can't weather the upcoming, I'll say, recession? I remember seeing this. I think more people than than uh, 
people think are actually living still paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So they're really going to get shafted when they get um, shafted, laid off. Yeah. Man, I hope it's not going to be that rough. It's been kind of a doom and gloom episode. Maybe everything's going to be okay. You never know. Yeah, maybe. We'll find out. Yeah. All right, guys. If you like this episode, um, I'm surprised because this isn't one of our best or most energetic <laughs> episodes that we've ever had. It's been a long day. Uh, I spent a long time traveling today, and Jesse Clues is on his mind because he thinks Republican Democrats exist. So we're... <laughs> We're going to cut it here. I'm going to go get some boar's head, natural cased hot dogs, um, beef, beef and pork. Um, delicious, by the way. Um, and then they also make chicken sausage. That's also delicious. Um, and it, uh, it was it was very good, dude. I, I, I'm not a fan of chicken dogs, but I was yeah. a fan of this chicken dog. Did it taste like chicken? It tasted not like chicken. It tasted like sausage, but I enjoyed it. Oh, I did. Um, that's it, guys. Go to thebitcoinpodcast.com. Sign up for the Slack. Have a good time in there. You'll learn some shit. I guarantee it. Um, you can also become a patron uh, at Patreon if you like. Help us live out our dreams. Because why fucking not, man? Everybody's got a dream. Our dream is to provide you with round-the-clock crypto content. Um, that you can both enjoy and learn a thing or two. Like, you know, I bet you didn't know that Kennedys were bootleggers. They weren't. They actually weren't. That was a false rumor. Yeah, but let's just let's just propagate the rumor. That's more fun. That's more <laughs> you know. Fun. <laughs> um. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah, welcome to disinformation.com. I hope that's oh, a website. I really do. Oh my god, bro, my English is deteriorating. All right, we're done. Yeah, man, it's getting late. It's like 11 o'clock at night. Um, hey, guys. Thanks again for listening to us. We appreciate it. Um, you. If you enjoy Pillow Talk, uh, why don't you DM me um, and your lady. If you enjoy the Pillow Talk and your lady, DM me. If you're a dude, um, I mean, that's weird. I, I mean, well, it's not weird. But... <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I just enjoy Pillow Talk and everyone, you know. doesn't matter. Um. All right, guys. Uh, play the outro.